Hey, mystery seekers, welcome back. I'm your host, Ken the Storyteller, and today the tale is called John Todd. You're probably wondering who John Todd is, and before I give you some of his background, I want to ask you mystery seekers to have an open mind and to not push off what I will tell you about this man and how he faced insane darkness up close and personal. Yes, he's a real person. And this is just a short summary of how he was taught, raised, dealt with, and eventually escaped out of the coat of what some of us know it to be called the Illuminati. So when you're ready, mystery seekers, jump on board this coaster and travel through the mysterious mind of Ken the Storyteller. Lance Collins, aka John Todd, grandfather, came across the sea to America in the 1900s from Scotland to start a new life and a group of witches who were in his order came along with him. Todd's family was the second most important family in the Illuminati, which they have 13 family bloodlines, who runs the world secretly, but also in plain sight, that so many are still blinded by their control today. Collins, Todd's family name, was covered up to protect their family because of the dirty things they did behind the scenes. But it worked out for them because in the order, the witches never tell their real names. At the age of five, Todd learned how to practice witchcraft and would later grow up to be the only male left in his family who would join the cult and take his seat at the Grand Jewett Council, where the most powerful witches in the world, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers led. Get this mystery seekers. Todd was taught how to chant spells while most of us were still learning the 23rd Psalms. He went on to be in the military and killed an officer and was put in prison but later was released and his court order was wiped clean and he was honorarily discharged from the army. From there he went to New York City to start his journey to be initiated into the order which is the Illuminati. He studied J.R.R. Tolkien and L.S. Lewis books that were meant for cult members. He learned the Solomon teachings before the Most High saved him. And he also learned how to cast spells on music, the masters of music, and books to gain more followers and powers. He wore hexagrams to conjure up spirits with the five-pointed star, which is known as the Star of David, but was called the Star of Death to the cult members. Todd was mentored by Dr. Raymond Buckman, who was handpicked by the Rothschilds. He was given 13 states to region over, where he would lead the witchcraft, engagements, drugs, and God knows what else. During his time, he got heavily into drugs and eventually grew tired of the cult, but didn't know how to escape it because if he wanted to leave, there would be a bounty on his head. There was no leaving the cult unless you were saved by the Most High. Eventually, there was a pastor who found Todd and got him out. In Todd's testimony, he speaks of the Rothschilds not being humans, but gods, that the devil visits their homes regularly, and the Don Coven. He also went on to say that the council took their orders directly from the devil that the only 13 bloodlines of Illuminati had privilege to. When Todd was delivered out the occult, he lost all his powers that were passed down to him from generations of witches in his family and has since exposed it all. However, before his death, he disappeared after putting all his tapes out about his life in the cult. Also, he was charged with rape. And being in a cult, the leaders have the powers to take away charges and has the power to charge you with false crimes. So I'm still questioning that. No disrespect. Mystery Seekers, did John Todd Collins just go into hiding or was he silenced? Or do you believe this was all just a conspiracy? I made up my mind. 
Thank you for tuning in today for a tale. If you enjoy my work, please follow me on Instagram as Ken the Storyteller so you can be the first to know when I release episodes and all my future projects. Email me at kenthestorytellerms at gmail.com if you would like one of your mini tales of suspense or horror to be a segment at the end of my episode. I'll be picking one of those a month. And if you don't have a tale, the bonus is an open discussion, so feel free to contact me too. Visit my website, Thrilling Novelist, where you can find all of my content. The link is in the episode description. Mystery Seekers, the time has come. My second book, The Mental Journal I Kept on My Sister's Downfall, will be out shortly. And I'm hosting an event this Friday, January 22nd at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll be giving away some free items to some and giving out the information on how to purchase my book. So if you can, join me. The link is in the episode description. You don't want to miss out on this life story. It will bless someone's life as they deal with death, rage, grief, and forgiveness. Also, Mystify Volume 1 is still available for $1.99 with roller coaster tales of suspense and horror. Grab you a copy and be taken into my mind of art. I want to thank you all for the support. And until next time, keep a watch out for the mystifying world of suspense, horror, and thrills with your host, Ken the Storyteller. And please stick around for the bonus, a short clip of John Todd, who has several recordings on YouTube of his life story. I put a few in the episode description where I got my information at for this episode. Check his detailed story out. I was the manager of Zodiac Productions, which Zodiac Productions name has been changed since then. I'm not even sure what they call it now, but it's the largest music conglomerate in the world. It owns RCA Records, Columbia Records, Motown Records, owns almost all the concert booking agencies in the United States. And that's not even the, the name of the company that owns it. The name of the company that owns it is Brenner Enterprises. And Brenner Enterprises is owned by Chase Manhattan. Chase Manhattan's owned by Standard Oil, and Standard Oil's owned by the Lords of London. You can track it on back. You kind of get the idea after a while. But I was the managing president of Zodiac Productions. It's one of my jobs as being one of these 13 people. Thus, I got to know many of the people who produce music and sing the music and play the music that you play. Now, one of the closest friends that I got during that time that I obtained was a man named David Crosby. Crosby, still Nash and Young. I saw David the day before Christmas last year. talked with him. I got him away from this witch that he had with him. He told her to go shopping. We were in West Hollywood and I was witnessing around to people I knew. We went off in this store and we started talking. I said, David, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. I said, I already know the answers, but I've been gone for five years. I'd like to know if certain things are still the way they were when I left. I said, do they, now I'll have to explain some of this when I'm done. You're not going to understand it all unless you know something about music. I said, do they still take the master to the temple room? Dave said, yeah. I said, do they still have the coven conjure demons into the master? He said, of course. I said, now I got to know something. What's the main reason for rock music? He said, come on, Lance, you know what the reason is. I said, please, David, I don't want to guess. Tell me what the main reason is. He says the same as when you were in, so that we can play spells on people that we couldn't cast spells upon. I'll explain what that means in a minute. I said, okay, one last thing. I've been hearing that you must be an initiated witch now to get a record contract. He said, that's right. He says, many of us that weren't total witches have to be witches now in order to produce music. Thank you. The master is a tape about as big as the top of this podium that looks like an overgrown 8-track that the album is cut on 
and it's placed in a machine that produces and presses the records and the eight tracks and cassettes that you buy. After it's been recorded, it's taken in. This is why a master's cut months in advance before it's released. On the full moon, it's taken in to a temple room about the size of this auditorium that is in every one of the major music companies behind locked doors up in the executive office. And it's placed on an altar sitting in the north of the room and a pentagram engraved in the floor. And 13 hand-chosen witches and witch wizards and a coven come in and conjure a principality or a power up, usually Regia or something like that, and order him to tell the demons under him to follow every record and every tape coming off of that master. As I tell many Christian parents, you can go home and count your kids' records, probably yours too, and count how many demons at least are there. If that's too hard for you to believe, I'm sorry. That's why they do it. Now listen to me. This is why rock music is addicting. Have you ever seen kids that got rid of their music? They go around like this. They can't wait to find a rock station somewhere and they sneak off just like getting a cigarette or a fix because it's addicting. That's why they can't give it up. The rest of the conversation was this. You can't cast a spell on a Christian, but you can get a Christian to cast a spell on themselves. If you give the permission for the spell to work, being a Christian won't block it. And rock music is not just a song. It is supernatural music that which is carefully designed by their spirit guides or familiar spirits in the form of spells. Now although the devil's music par is the music and God's music is the words, much of the songs are written in what we call witch language. Give you kind of an idea. You talk on many of you talk on a CB, unless you know what you what a smoky is and uh, a ten four and uh, uh, a front door and back door and rocking chair and these type of things. You don't know what you're talking about. Same with witches. When you're in the first or second level, you have to learn over two thousand words that said by anybody else means something totally different than when you say them. Elton John has said he's never written a song or sung a song that wasn't in witch language. Now I want to show you something. See how many kids in here will be honest and adults. How many remember and have heard at least several times a song called Hotel California? Somebody tell me what it meant. Quickly, somebody tell me what it meant. Huh? That's pretty close. But from the words, what did it mean? Well, that's more of a guess. See, most people can't tell you. That's why when people do drugs and they listen to songs in which language, they get some of the meaning. But most of the time, they can't tell you. Stop and think how many songs are out there that you really like and you don't have any idea what the person was talking about. Beyond the Yellow Brick Road, how about The Destroyer by Kiss? Can anybody tell me what it's about? Kiss said in it, kids, tell your parents. They're talking about Helder Skelter. Beatles sung Helder Skelter in which language nobody knew what it meant. Manson did because he belonged to the process. Helder Skelter is a several, several thousand year old word. Most of the music is either about Helder Skelter or a place called the Nightwinds, which is what Hotel California is about, and different doctrines of witchcraft. You listen to them, your parents let you listen to them, and they have no idea. Kiss openly bragged how they were gaining control of people through their music because the people played their music. They told how they didn't form their own group. Their church, because they were ordained ministers of the Satanist church, placed them together. And that's how most of the music is done. David Crosby, when him and Crosby still acting young, produced the record 283. They ordered the Principality of Medea to order demons of rebellion to go into the record and everybody that heard it would be rebellious against law and order and government. And it was one of the reasons for the great upheaval in the 60s was that one album. And they take open credit for it.